Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Political Panda program. Happy Thursday to you all. Of course, if you haven't already and you are new here, please consider hitting that subscribe button, following on Twitter and True Social. And of course, you can check out all of the articles and everything that we talk about here on the show in the description. So, today... Uh, or I should say yesterday, of course, we uh, there was no program. Of course, uh, if you didn't listen to Tuesday's episode, I, uh, of course, uh, I had, uh, I was hoping to produce a different podcast on, on, uh, on Wednesday. So I'm not really going to talk about it too much just yet, because I actually, I don't even know if that episode is even out. And I'll be honest... Uh, I was on a bit of a time crunch with that one, so I hopefully, when I do the next episode of it, I'll be able to produce it even better. Um, but of course, it is a different podcast, bit of a different one compared to what I normally do, and so I'll talk about it maybe once I eventually know that it's out. Like I said, it's not my best work. I really, if I would have had more time and be able to figure out everything with the different equipment, I probably could have done a better job. But you know what? Um, hopefully, uh, I'll let you know when it is out for those who want to know. Anyway, so of course, uh, we gotta talk about some new stuff coming out from, of course, James O'Keefe exposing a BlackRock recruiter, a little small accounting error from our Pentagon once again, and of course, a lot of Pride Month stuff all here on the program today. So obviously, we're gonna jump right in. So of course, James O'Keefe released a new video, you know, uh, with some stuff coming in from, uh, of course, uh, BlackRock. Of course, BlackRock being one of the biggest sort of firms in the world that basically owns most of the world. They have trillions in assets. And, uh, well, here is, of course, uh, him just kind of exposing stuff. So we'll, we'll kind of dive deep and we'll expose all of this stuff. They don't want to be in the news. They, they don't want people to talk about them. They don't want to be anywhere on the radar. Why not? Don't know, but I suspect it's probably because it's easier to do things when people aren't thinking about it. All of these financial institutions, they buy politicians. You can take this big ton of money, and then you can start to buy people. I work for a company called BlackRock. Meet Serge Varley, a recruiter at BlackRock. Let me tell you, it's not the who's the president. It's who's controlling the, the wall. So it's, it's the, and who's like, that? The hedge funds, the banks. These guys are campaign financing. Yep, you can buy your candidates. Obviously, we have the system works. First, there's the Senate. These guys are You got 10 grand, you can buy a senator. I could give you 500k right now, no questions asked. Yeah. Uh, I didn't do this, we're done. Does yeah. like, everybody do that? Does BlackRock do that? Yeah. It doesn't matter who wins. They're so they're, they're my partner at this point. Here's Serge Varley on how good war is for BlackRock. Yeah. <laughs> this, this guy is called a scumbag. Um, and yes, this is truly what's behind our politics. If you thought people were genuine, ooh, I'm sorry. That's why you treat all politicians like they're a dickhead. And so that when they mess up or uh, do things like this, you can immediately call them out 
and you're not fanboys of them. This is something that people that are massive fans of Trump could maybe learn from. Fox Business. Do you have any um, thoughts on the Ukraine-Russia war? Yeah, I mean, I, I do have thoughts. What, what are they? Ukraine is good for business. Oh, it's good for business, guys. Oh, that's that's exciting. Well, I'm glad that it's good for business. You know about it, right? I'll, I'll give an example. Russia, Russia blows up Ukraine's grain silos. Price of wheat's gonna go mad up. The Ukrainian economy is tied very largely to the wheat market, global wheat market. Prices of bread, of, you know, it, literally everything is, it goes up and down. This is fantastic if you're trading. God, okay, if you uh, if you haven't been a long-time listener to the show, there's um there there's a a, th a thing that we showed on the show a few like a months back now of a clip of a guy wearing a, a mask if you ever watch the actual video where he was doing an interview and he's like this ex like person that was in like this sort of like financial and like banking industry and he's talking about how you know the banking industry and all this stuff is run by people who are psychopaths. Like it is it is the perfect place for psychopaths and what they want to do. And so <laughs> this guy's just proving that guy right with what he's saying. Jesus, man. I, I could I could never be in the financial industry. This this is uh volatility creates opportunity to make profit. War is no good for, for business. It's exciting when shit goes wrong, right? BlackRock manages twenty trillion. Yeah, yeah, there, there you go. Just to, you know how I told you. Yeah, 20 trillion. They, they manage 20 trillion dollars in assets. By the way, if you, if you want to put that number into, uh, in, in, into perspective, by the way, the, the current, the current U.S. national debt is, is 32 trillion dollars, by the way. Just to, just to put that into perspective, okay? The current U.S. national debt is $32 trillion. BlackRock, in terms of money that they manage as a hedge fund, manages $20 trillion, more than a half of the entire U.S. national debt. It's incomprehensible numbers. BlackRock Serge Varley says all of this is above a normal person's understanding. You're like a undercover reporter. I don't know. No, 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 no people don't give a shit. This is this is beyond them. <laughs> oh, is is that so? The whole thing of like domination from a concept is just, it's, it's so interesting. I I love the idea that this dude is just like I I love the whole thing with these videos. Of these people who are like, yeah, so above people, like they have such narcissism for what they do. <laughs> and then they just expose shit like this, which, by the way, there is going to be a follow up to this that we'll we'll do it a later, either tomorrow when the new one comes out. Because <laughs> I can't you not. You can go over to Twitter right now to James O'Keefe's Twitter account. And you can literally see the fact where he's sitting down at the table <laughs> at a place right across from a police police station and he goes over to the police station because he realizes what's happened and how badly he's been duped and what he's what he's been exposing on camera for oh man hi i'm james o'keefe with omg news here we are with our latest story this time on blackrock 
one of the world's leading asset and investment managers, which owns significant shares of companies like Amazon, Microsoft, Anheuser-Busch, Meta, Target, Procter & Gamble, Comcast, CNN, Fox, and yes, Pfizer, just to name a few. At OMG, we do not shy away from exposing powerful companies, and we're not afraid of powerful people. So we decided to take a look for ourselves at the But to do that, what better place to start a hidden camera investigation than into a self-described gatekeeper at BlackRock? Like, you're kind of like a f***ing gatekeeper at BlackRock. Yeah, I am. I, I decide people's fates. Every f***ing day, I literally decide how somebody's life is going to be shaped. This man is a literal psychopath. This, this guy... Uh... Every single day, I decide people's lives. I'm like the judge. I'm the executioner. Yeah, you, you, you want a good life? You gotta go through me, buddy. I'm that powerful. I love it. So powerful. I love it. Yeah, it's... it's I don't know, the, the whole thing of, like, domination from a concept is... Yeah, yeah the, the, what I can tell you about this guy, he is a massive, massive fetishist. Like, the, this, 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 guy, this guy has... The, this guy's private life is probably about as wild as Hunter Biden's private life, dude. It's so interesting. Introducing Serge Varley, whose LinkedIn says he's worked for Morgan Stanley, Citadel, and now as a recruiter at BlackRock. I work for uh, a company called BlackRock. Uh, I'm not actually a finance guy. I just, I know what happens because I'm recruiting people who do these things. Mm -hmm. I'm the person who headhunts people from other firms, so I would approach him and say, hey, this is a good reason why you should come work for us. Serge tells us who really runs the world, how they do it, and just how much it costs to buy people, like politicians. Let me tell you, it's not through who's the president. It's who's controlling the, the wallet. So it's, it's the, and who's like, that? The hedge funds, the banks. These guys run campaign financing. Yep, you can buy your candidates. All of these financial institutions, they buy politicians. How do they run the world? You acquire stuff. You diversify, you acquire, you keep acquiring, you spend whatever you make in acquiring more. And at a certain point, your risk level is, is super low. Like, imagine you've invested in um, like 10 different industries from food to to drinks to like technology, right? One, one of them fails, it doesn't matter. You have nine others to pick you up. Risk management is, is inherently just about everything. And in the finance space, it's all about... God, I'm really seeing how they get them to just... So, I mean, the the entire, entire idea that these, these guys completely just do this kind of stuff is crazy. It's like, yeah, you know, we just do all this stuff, and clearly, you know, we're understanding how they kind of get these people to just spill. They just freaking get them slightly sloshed. I mean, this guy's literally, it's like middle of the day, dude, and he's just sipping out of the bottle. Jesus, I mean, uh, this guy has some clear, clear problems. So obviously, he's going to go on and tell you more about completely just fully 
you know, being a person who runs and buys politicians. So that's fun. So if you got $10,000 burning a hole in your pocket, you know, maybe you could buy a, buy a few politicians. And of course, this isn't just a one-sided thing. This is, this is also, you know, a Republican-sided thing. This is a Democrat-sided thing. This is both sides. This is all across the world. <laughs> you don't think you don't think big banks and money okay everybody knows that humans are inherently greedy and so I, I, I don't know what to tell you so truly truly something to be amazed by and so in, in terms of politicians uh, you know you have what Joe Biden currently in the pocket of others and then you you have uh, well you know of course Donald Trump, uh, he's he was being interviewed over on on Fox News, and let's just say it, it didn't didn't go well. Uh, the interview is not great for Trump, and it makes it really really easy to really just show that Trump is um well he might just might not be the guy. Here is uh Trump fully having to um at the fact that uh. Well, the drug dealer that he pardoned during his administration would have been one of the drug dealers under one of his new policies would have literally been killed. Here's that. On law and order, you've said you'd be in favor of the death penalty for drug dealers. Yeah. Still the case? That's the only way you're going to stop it. Look, we can be babies and we can have blue ribbon committees. I had my great first lady, beautiful wife, Melania, who says hello. She was in charge of a committee, a blue ribbon committee of socialites and various other people that want to be on a committee. And they worked very hard. And by the way, had an impact. You know, we, we brought it down 18 percent, but 18 percent is not 100 percent. When I was in China, I met with President Xi, 1.4 billion people. I said, do you have a drug problem? No, 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 no. I do not have a drug problem. I said, hmm, why do you say that is? Because we immediately give a quick trial and a death penalty to drug dealers. And if you go to Singapore, rich, everything else, they, they had a huge drug problem. Zero drug problem. If you want to get rid of it. Now, I don't know that this country is ready for it. I just don't know. You know, every time I say it, I sort of like, it's not easy to say the death penalty. But remember this, a drug dealer, male or female drug dealer, plenty of female drug dealers too, a drug dealer will kill approximately 500 people during the course of his or her life. So you were a big proponent of the First Step Act, the yeah. criminal justice reform. You even ran an ad during the Super Bowl about it. With gratitude, I want to thank President Donald John Trump. Woo! Critics of that law point out that 13,500 people have been released. About 12% of them have committed serious crimes after that. Joel Francisco was serving life sentence for selling crack cocaine. He was released in 2019, alleged stabbing a man to death, uh, rearrested. Paul Moore, drug trafficker, fatally shot a rival, received a reduced sentence. So there are those. And your opponents are hitting on focused, this. Yeah, but I focused on nonviolent crime. As an example, a woman who you know very well was in jail. She had 24 more years to serve. She served for 22 years. She had 24 Johnson. Alice. She was in the Super Bowl. High quality. Oh, yeah. I said, how many years? And she was on a telephone call, and they were involved in selling marijuana, mostly. But by the way, this woman was not just involved in, in, in marijuana. She was literally running one of the biggest cocaine rings. <laughs> 
where where she was from. I don't remember right offhand where she was from. <laughs> so she wasn't. It wasn't just marijuana. It was a full on cocaine ring. There was a lot of fucking a lot of dark shit going on with this woman. There's a reason why she was in jail for what she was in jail for. Marijuana, and she got like 50 years in jail. But she'd be killed under your plan, huh? As a drug dealer? No, no, no. Under my. This is why you don't let old people be president anymore, people. I'm sorry. The, the, listen, call me ageist all you want. I think maybe you know when you hit 78 years old and by the time you'll be done being president, you'll be like 82 if you get elected. You know, maybe, you know, I'm I'm not the problem and it's the fact that the only people who are running for president are the literally oldest motherfuckers alive. You have Joe Biden who if he some miracle wins and survives will be 86. Doubt. Have you seen we've played you two clips on this show from on Monday and Tuesday, go back to the like, very beginning of those shows. Do you think a person like Joe Biden is living to the age of 86 with what I've shown you on this show over the past, you know, few? Dog, Jimmy fucking Carter has more of a chance of outliving, out, outlasting Joe Biden than fucking Joe than fucking Joe Biden can outlast Jimmy Carter. And Jimmy Carter, by the way, is in his fucking 90s is in, and is in hospice. So... <laughs> And now you have Trump over here who's like, what? No, my plan would never do that to this woman. I, oh, under that? Uh, it would depend uh, on the severity. It would depend on the severity. Yeah, it depends on the severity. Yeah, yeah. So, so one, once again, <laughs> it's a it's a pick and choose battle of uh, just complete idiocy. Uh, now, of course, tr Trump as well in this other part of the interview also has parts where they talked about his whole... The document disaster where he could be in some serious trouble over it and clearly uh if with some of the stuff he said could even be brought into court about it so truly uh, it is just a trump disaster everywhere speaking of disasters so the submarine tours to the titanic this ocean gate company okay first of all let's get it right out of the way very quickly what has happened to these people is tragic to the five people who are dead okay the ceo is dead the other the billionaire the two there's like two billionaires on board everyone is dead they all died instantly they no one literally instantly they all imploded by the way, the entire implosion was literally detected already before it even, uh, the whole, like, oxygen thing, from what, from what I've been seeing, apparently even with the oxygen stuff that ended up happening to the actual, uh, the actual implosion of the sub, the, uh, apparently the implosion, uh, happened already, and the U.S. Navy had detected an implosion, uh, implosion a short time later near where the officials found the uh, debris located about 1600 feet from the bow of the Titanic so they all died instantly okay there there was never any way there was never any way that these people were ever going to make it back out they were dead and for the people that actively paid for this you you should be a bit of a shame okay uh, this is one of those things where it's like these people didn't bother especially for a billionaire 
Okay, if you're a billionaire, buy a fucking reputable sub. Just buy a submarine, buy a pilot, an actual, like, good person who actually knows how to pilot a damn submarine, not off of a fucking plate-old fucking Logitech controller from, like, 2007 that they've modified. No, no, buy a submarine. If you really want to go and for yourself see the Titanic on the bottom of the fucking ocean, buy a goddamn submarine and go down there. You're already buying yachts. Just buy a submarine. You can use it for other things around the world and go see bottom part or parts of the ocean most people will never see. You have that kind of money. Okay, these things are 200 and a tour of these things is $250,000. Okay? And these submar this submarine is a pile of dog shit. It is a pile of dog shit. It is literally things where these guys basically walked into like a Home Depot or a Menards or a Lowe's and they're just like all right, what all do we need to build a submarine? And that's what they did. And to make it even worse, I kid you not, wokeness literally got these people killed. Okay, this there's an old video of the CEO talking about, ah, oh, you know, we, we, you know, avoid hiring, you know, really experienced, you know, really old white guys, because they weren't inspirational. You know, young people who are, you know, young and everything, they're inspirational, you know, People that have never driven submarines, you know, to maybe, you know, have someone that's at least really experienced. Ow. Oh. So I kid you not, wokeness <laughs> played a literal part into getting fucking people killed. And it's ironic. It's ironic that literally this shit caused this stuff. Because the even more ironic part is one of the passengers. Or one of the actual... Pilot's wife is a descendant of a couple who died on the fucking ship. The wife of the uh, Stockton Rush, the chief executive of OpenGate and pilot of the sub, is reportedly a descendant of one of the wealthiest couples to die on the fucking ocean liner. Wendy Rush. Like, and what's funny is there's actually a fictionalized version of said couple in the movie of the Titanic. <laughs> Which, from the pictures I'm actually seeing, is actually solid work to James Cameron. That actually, the hair and makeup there is really, really solid. Good job for 1997. But seriously. Seriously. It, it is ironic. This sub was a pile of shit. It was $250,000 for people who are already billionaires, by the way. For mo the people who are going to ride on that are just rich white people. It, it is the most rich white people thing I've ever seen. And I'll be honest, some of the jokes that I've already seen about it have already been funny. Have already been funny. I'm just saying. It, it is it is already slightly funny, some of the things that have come out, because it's ridiculous. Okay, first of all, this entire issue, this sub, you would think that from the other times of the sub losing connection to the surface, or some of the other shit that has gone wrong during these adventures, that, by the way, isn't just like a, you know, it's not like the whole going to space thing with like the... You know, with freaking uh, Jeff Bezos' penis-looking ro rockets. It, it's not like you go, 
you know, to the point where you're considered an astronaut and then you just cut you're, you're like up there for like a few minutes and then you come back down. No, no, this takes days. Like this takes days of your life because you've got to travel for like hours upon hours to get down to that point in the ocean. And then obviously you're going to be down there, you know, going around the actual Titanic. And th they've done this before. They've lost contact with the surface. They've lost. They've had all sorts of little issues. There, and it's not like it's the and for two hundred fifty thousand dollars and the interior of the sub. It's not even that nice of a submarine. It's not. It, it's it's pitiful, for the price you're paying for these. It's ridiculous. So, is it tragic that these people have lost their lives because of this? Yes. But at the same time, two things can be true here. It's a tragedy, but also, I don't know what you expected. I, you would think that if you're maybe spending, even if you're that rich as a billionaire, that you would maybe, I don't know, maybe do a little research into the actual submarine and things that you're actually going to buy instead of just getting on them. You know, may, maybe that's just me and maybe something I would do. Because billionaires aren't exactly known for their, you know, just open free time most of the time. If they're actively, like, running a company. If you're not just, like, Jeff Bezos where you can, you know, be out on, like, a... Yeah, but I mean, like, if you're actively, like, you know, running your company still and you, you know, have, like, meetings and stuff. It's not like you just have, like, you know, a few days to go down to the Titanic just all of a sudden like this is probably something you've planned with like your assistant you know you've made sure of all these things like i don't uh, I, it, it never needed to happen anyway so just ridiculous speaking of more ridiculousness the the pentagon you know earlier this week they found out that oh my god guys we we, oh man, guys, we forgot to give them $6.2 billion to Ukraine. We for, we it was lying around, you know, burning a hole in our pocket. And we had thought we had sent that already to them, but we didn't. We didn't send it to them yet. We, we just forgot. It was like in the mail. It was maybe at the post office. Someone finally came, you know, and found it and like, oh, well, you know, it'd been so long, but we were like, ah, oh, just send it anyway. I'm, I'm sure that they'll need it. You know, it's not like one of their, you know, top judges just got, you know, arrested for, oh, I don't know, literally accepting so many briberies that, <laughs> so many briberies that you would be even can wonder how he's even still a judge. You know, it's totally not like Ukraine doesn't rank to be, you know, one of the most corrupt nations in the entire world what no and it, it's not like the current president of ukraine vladimir Zelensky. it's like entire net worth isn't just you know absolutely exponentially increasing during a war which is really weird when you want to defend your your homeland this badly but you know ah uh, ah uh, you know war profitable ah uh, it's 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 great ah uh, man ah uh, fun Great, great work, everyone. Great work. I'm, I'm glad that we can make another uh, accounting error again. So that, that's, that's good. That, that's very good, everyone. Very, very good. And well, now let's, uh, let's get into our some of our, our great updates. You know, for this Pride Month. You know, 
we haven't, you know, we haven't done enough, clearly. You know, it's, it, welcome back to the monochromatic Pride Month section of the show, where uh, we bring you the, the newest updates on monochromatic Pride Month. Well, apparently, a, a new slur is officially upon us. That's right, the leftists and the weirdos of the world have been going around saying a slur all along. The word cis and cisgender are now going to be considered slurs on Twitter. Man, oh man, those liberals, they sure do love them slurs. <laughs> yes, that, that is true now. Uh, so, <laughs> James S. is, I don't even really know who the fuck this is. He's a commentator and co-founder of Thoughtful Therapist over on Twitter said, uh, yesterday after posting a tweet saying that I reject the word cis and don't wish to be called it, I received a slew of messages from trans activists calling me sissy and telling me that I am cis whether I like it or not. Just imagine if the roles were reversed. <laughs> so, of course, Elon Musk replies to the tweet and says repeated targeted harassment against any account will cause the harassing accounts to receive, at minimum, temporary suspension. The words cis or cisgendered gender are considered slurs on this platform so yes of course everybody uh, of course was like yes absolutely uh, of course popular twitter account the rabbit hole asked people hey is, is you know, cisgender you know of course a slur or cis you know a slur everybody was like uh yeah the 21 percent was of course from uh weirdos of course as we all know yes it is we 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 may we gotta make new slurs you know uh, you know, the, the trans white people realized they couldn't say, you know, other slurs anymore. <laughs> so, so now they, they've got to come up with a new slur. You know, it's, uh, to try not to say a slur cha uh, challenge and, uh, the trans activists are <laughs> failing at it. So, and, but, but, you know, and besides, the, the word cisgender is a little too complicated for, uh, for them anyway, as we don't even know what a woman or a, a lesbian is anymore. So, you know, we, we need them to first uh, re-identify those ones to make sure that uh, we, we got a basic understanding before we go to words that are a little more complicated than uh, than that. So that's fun. So new, new, slurs, uh, new slurs are out. And then, of course, uh, another... Uh, Another magical human being around the world, uh, of a, uh, uh, of another, another basically child at this point, who was experimented on coming out and saying, yeah, I, I feel like I was an experiment. I regret going through the, the actual gender transition process. And that because I was a child, uh, that, well, that. This is what happens. This is what people get treated to. This experiment must end. People, people eventually, most of the people that are getting this stuff is like a social pride. Most of these people are going to get over it. Okay. Here in America, we need to stop being the biggest outlier in the world on this stuff. The rest of the world has gotten their shit together and figured out, ah, you know, maybe we shouldn't do this. They've literally banned puberty blockers in other parts of Europe. Europe, by the way, a place that has been notoriously more liberal than the United States, have been more to the left than the United States, is now going, ah, you know, that whole gender stuff, may maybe we should back off that. You know, maybe that's not a good idea. And they did. And now look, now look where we are. 
over here in the United States is like full cowbell. We're not stopping. Just the cowbell is can be heard across the nation. The religious cult movement that's replacing everything in your life. And we'll prove it here in just a few minutes that this, if you don't join the religion, there will be consequences to you. I swear it's like, it's like, ah, Christianity, ah, quit, you know, quit, quit trying to convert people. Ah, you're, you're propagandizing to them. <laughs> I think, I think you've got a bit of propaganda and religious tendencies as well. And uh, of course, down in freaking Arkansas, of course, you have a district judge down there saying that the bill to outlaw sex changes for under 18 is unconstitutional because, you know, obviously, you know, it, it violates the due process, uh, the equal protection and due process clauses of the 14th Amendment. Of course, for people under 18, it, it of course does those things. Ah, oh, of course. Yes, that, that would make sense, guys. Yes, of course. It violates those things. Uh-huh. And it doesn't, but it, sure, you know, sure, you know, I'm... That's, that's perfectly fine. You know, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, all of those kids down in Arkansas that want to get sex changes are going to be so happy, so happy and definitely aren't going to go on to regret it. And if, if you think I am uh, joking, by the way, about this being a religious movement at this point, a mayor of Rochelle Park, New Jersey, was removed from office last week after after objecting to raising of the plot of the pride flag outside the township hall. Uh, they, of course, uh, Rochelle Park in Bergen County is just a few miles west of New York City. The now former mayor, a Republican, was ousted last week when the other three other Republicans of the township committee voted with the Democratic councilwoman, or councilwoman Linda Boniface, who promoted the pride flag to force out the current mayor. That's right. Even though uh, uh, the, the state uh, all uh, started during a contentious council meeting last uh, month, uh, when Mosca objected to the township flying a pride flag outside the township hall for Pride Month, a majority had to agree that as a township, we would not put up uh, any flags that singled out one group over another. And of course, he thought that this was decided. But of course, to the other little, you know, wimpy Republicans that in New York thought, ah, you know, I, we don't want to get ousted. We want to keep our jobs, too. So what'd they do? Well, of course, they, they of course went ahead and voted with uh, the uh, religious cultists and uh, decided that, uh, well, we need to raise the pride flag anyway. We got to do it. We got to gotta raise your pride flag. Aren't you, why, why aren't you pride? Or aren't you proud? Don't, you don't want to be a bigot now, do you? You don't want to be homophobic. Come on. Come on. Raise the pride flag. You, you know you want to just just raise it raise it why why aren't you why aren't you joining the movement why aren't you singing the songs why aren't you going to the pride parade what you you don't think that children should be exposed to people you know getting hit with bdsm tools in the back of a truck you know while some dude wears you know bdsm gear you know you don't think that's appropriate you don't think that dudes with their you know junk out in front of children at pride shows you know them really just showing off their pride you know, isn't isn't a normal thing? Come on, you gotta you gotta celebrate everybody's you know kinks and fetishes out in public. 
Come on, you gotta be accepting. Come on, be inclusionary. Don't you want to join our, uh, our our movement? Don't you want to be a proper ally? Don't don't you want to join our our congregation? And and same thing here in in classrooms. A student was exonerated for uh, and called homophobic for refusing to accept that her classmate identifies as a fucking cat. Over in England, basically a country that has no freedoms anymore, uh, is under uh, is under uh, fire uh, from parents and critics alike after one of its teachers chastised a student over her refusal to accept her classmate as a cat. The grade eight student. Uh, at at the uh, school was subjected to a class on life education on Friday, during which they were told they can uh, be who you, who you want to be and how you identify is up to you. Sizing upon the invitation to become who she wants to be, one student turned zoologist asked a classmate, how can you identify as a cat when you're a girl? For questioning a classmate's attempt to self-dehumanize, the 13-year-old was subjected to verbal thrashing by her teacher. The teacher ultimately told the student that she was despicable and informed her that if she didn't agree with the gender ideology being uh, foisted upon her, she needs to go to a different school. The audio of the exchange has since surfaced, wherein the teacher can be heard confronting the student. How dare you? How dare you? You just really upset someone. Yeah, well, you're really upsetting me with your fucking tone, lady. Get the hell out. I, I would start... I, if I was being told by a teacher to go to a different school for this shit, I'd be like, fine, fine. And I'm immediately fighting back over this shit. I'd go, you're not a cat. You're not a cat then. Then, like, all cats, go out, chase a mouse. You know, get rid of all the bugs in my school. Or in things. Oh, get off the furniture. Get... Get, you're getting all your hair all over the furniture. Get off the furniture then. You know, go eat your bowl. Eat your slop. Take your take your freaking poo inside of your little litter box, you kitty. Go, you know, on the ground. Now, new, eh, no more human rights for you. You are a cat now. Your human rights are now gone. Get. So, of course, <laughs> this is what happens. This this is genuinely England in a nutshell. But by the way, uh, if uh, a little side note on just how bad England and like the sort of UK is as a whole. So if uh, you don't know, and if you're not really in sort of the other spaces of other conservative people, if you don't really know, Glenn Beck, person I big idea uh, idolize, you know, person one of the original people that got me into this stuff, you know, when I was uh, a kid, because always made me laugh in the backseat of my dad's car is he was over in the UK because uh, one of uh, his kids you know wanted to learn more like the history and like heritage because you know uh, he's like Scottish and everything so the they went over there and they went to like this type dungeon thing where they were sort of in there and within the first room right they single, uh, they, it's like you go through like a trial, all this stuff, and it's all done by sort of like staff who are like acting. It's like a haunted house, except like they're acting. They're It's like a reenactment of all like the stuff that would happen. And so since Glenn is a big figure and a lot of people try to, you know, kill him because that's what, you know, uh, pure compassion from people. Uh, so 
they picked on his security person, who's a bit of a smartass. And, of course, the judge asked, where were you last night? And, of course, he's like, well, you should ask your mother. And one of the rule, all the rules in this place wasn't for the staff to you. It was for the, for you to the staff in which don't, you know, touch them, don't harass them, don't make sexual innuendos, stuff like that. And, of course, the judge goes, how dare you? And then walks out because his feelings were hurt. They then move on to the next room, and then what does what what does the uh, person in sort of like the like punishment type room do? Makes a literal sexual joke about you know only needing small like small little torture things for his penis and not a bigger one. So you know it's it's only for you know you not to do, but if the staff decide to do it to you, it's a okay. And, you know, obviously, since he was in the UK, he also did like a, a tour, like a bus type tour, like with a tour guide and everything, you know, for seeing the different stuff. And within that, you know, uh, one of the bus driver or uh, bus people for the bus company, this tour peop uh, company uses was just gone for over an hour. And they're like, hey, we're on like a tight schedule, you know, like what's going on? And the person wasn't being, you know, overly like, ah, you know, angry. They're just being, you know, stressed out, a little frustrated because they're on a tight schedule. You know, we're trying to keep it moving. You know, pe these people are here for a vacation. You know, they want to see the country. You know, they don't want their time wasted. You know, they might not always, you know, not everybody constantly can just go on trips, go on vacations. So these companies want to make it, you know, worth your time to go on these trips. And so what ends up happening the next day? The next day... The person got a contact back from a person who they didn't even talk to from one of the managers at this bus company saying that the bus company might not want to do business with said company anymore. Not be, you know, not because, you know, they've done, you know, uh, inherent wrong or they made, you know, some lot of noise or they caused, you know, big distress to an actual driver. No. It's because the tone they used was just not the kind of tone they liked. You know, it was a tone that they sort of found offensive and they may not want to, you know, work with that, you know, tour guide company anymore. That's the state of the UK. And, and here's more of just that kind of, you know, just state of, a state of being of just what has ended up happening to these actual students and to these people that is the uk in a nutshell also i think it's worth playing some of the audio come on who doesn't want to hear british uh, a british teacher yell at a like literal nine-year-old by the or a year nine student how dare you you just really upset someone saying things like should be in an asylum should be if they, if they want to identify as a cow or something, then they're like genuinely unwell. Then they've gone, yeah, they're crazy. Kids, kids are based. British kids are based. <laughs> yes. If they're identifying a cow or something, they've gone mad. They've gone crazy. <laughs> they should be in a mental institute. I agree. These kids are based. I like these kids. Clearly, they're based. <laughs> You were questioning their identity. No, I wasn't a question. I was just saying about the genders. I didn't say anything about them. But when so, you get this idea from there's only two genders. I just think they're their opinion. That is my opinion. They can't respect their opinion, can't they respect my opinion? It's just not an opinion. Yes, it is. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah
Yeah, 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 it is. The, this woman, this teacher is the most unscientific teacher I've ever heard. She's other, utterly flustered by two year nine children being significantly smarter in the biology front than this teacher. <laughs> Not Lynn, there is a class that you were born in. Yeah, yes, it is. is no, it's not. That's what I said right from the very beginning. Of no, no, the I just don't agree with that. So why should I have to listen biological, to that? Biological sex, there is actually three biological sexes. Because she can be born No, there isn't. She can be born. The chance of you bo being born intersex are literally less than like 1%. The, the entire idea is it's more of a biological, like actual just rarity. It's not an actual another gender. <laughs> it's It's not. <laughs> like percentage of the population of the world that is intersex we'll literally do this in a five second google search the entire experts estimate that up to 1.7 percent of the world's population has intersex traits okay what does that mean so what is what is 1.7% of the the world's population? How many people would that technically be? What what is about 1%? So about 1 100 million people or about 1 1%. So I mean seriously, what <laughs> Yes, that can still be considered a lot, but you have to remember, there are about 8 billion people on the planet. There are more people that are not intersex. There are two genders. Born ...with male and female body parts or hormones. Yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, there's three. There's not three genders. Doesn't mean... Yeah, so there's three. I'm talking about biological sex. In terms of gender, there are lots of genders. No, there's not. There is transgender. There is a gender. People yeah, that don't believe that. they have a gender at all. Yeah, but you can't have that. Yeah. No, no, you can't gender. have that. It's not a law. Yeah, but it's, it's not a law, but it's our opinion. We just don't agree with it. We just if, think it's all just. If you have a vagina, you're a girl. If you have a penis, you're a boy. Yeah. But cisgender is not necessarily the way to be. But you were talking about the fact that cisgender is the, the norm. Man, though, man, you know, could you stop saying slurs in the classroom, ma'am? I mean, seriously. Quit saying slurs in the classroom, okay? Quit quit teaching, you know, children such just, re just absolutely despicable slurs. You identify with the gender that, of the sexual order that you're born with yeah. or you're with. That's yeah. basically what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Based. Based. Year nine children are based. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're weird. Really no, these oh, children are based as fuck. Oh, we don't, because homophobia is the most bullshit thing I think I've ever heard. <laughs> the, the, okay, first off, the entire word homophobia is, is such a weird thing, because phobia as a whole, if you look up the word phobia, and this is according to literally fucking Oxford, Oxford, who is not in any way in, in even even Harvard University. Phobia. I'm looking at it right now on Google. An extreme or rational fear or aversion to something. Okay. Okay. So now if we put in homophobia, 
I mean, I mean, seriously, if you put in homophobia, dislike or prejudice against gay people, huh? What? It should be, it it should most be like you have an irrational fear of gay people. I don't know who has an irrational fear of gay people. That's not exact. Yeah, but it's that's a not homophobic. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm fine with lesbians and gay people. Yeah. I've got nothing against them. That is right. But gender is there is a link between it. If you're having... no gender and sexuality are not the same thing. Being being gay or lesbian is is not is not a gender. It's 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 just your sexuality. It's who you want to fuck. It's like that's that's all that is. It's just oh, I'm a I'm a lesbian. You know, I'm you know as a girl, I'm a lesbian. I I like to you know I'm not really a fan of the dong. You know, I'm not really a fan of the dudes. I I'm like I'm more of a fan of chicks. Or for some guys out there, it's hey, you know, I'm a gay guy. You know, I'm not really interested in women. You know, as a whole, I'm just only interested in you know dudes. You know. Uh, or you have people that are bi's. These are not genders. These are just sexualities that explain who you have actual like sexual interest in. That is No, they can't. They can't unless you get a penis attached. No, I'm not. You're confusing sex and gender. No, I'm not though. Because if you have a vagina, you're a girl. If you have a penis, you're a boy. Yeah, you can't be. You can't have a vagina and be a girl. But then again, unless you get surgery, even then, because you've got those genes. How you identify? How you identify? It's not an opinion. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No, it's not. And if you don't like it, you need to go to a different school. So I'm reporting you to Miss Willis. You need to have a proper educational conversation about edu about equality, diversity and inclusion because I'm not having that expressed in my lesson. When I'm teaching you about you can be who you want to be, how you identify is up to you. They just don't say it because then all that happens. Maybe because they're polite and maybe they're sensitive. I've never, I haven't said anything in all of the lessons I've been in. It's just because they turn around and start saying something. So I say, how can you identify as a cat when you're a girl? Well, yeah. well they're now writing a statement. I would imagine oh. that you'll be asked to write a statement as well. We will. Yeah, we will. First of all, uh, these children are base as fuck, and I agree with everything they just said. That's all I got to say to that. Was that those children are base as fuck. And personally, I agree. You know, I, 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 <laughs> per personally, I, I, I absolutely agree. I think we should send a lot more people to mental asylums. I agree. You know, there, there was a time in society when we sent people there and there weren't as many crazy people around. Bit, bit interesting why, you know, o over time, as we've, you know, gotten to this modern society, how you know, craz craziness has just spread everywhere, and we don't send people to mental asylums like we really should. Anyway, moving right along before we get to our sort of off-topic stuff for the day, a uh, professor at Marquette University says that he feels anxious and anxiety and fear whenever he sees the American flag. Then get out get out of the country go to canada go literally anything else 
go anywhere else where nationalism is a thing. If you are, uh, the brutal sense of patriotism is just too much for you, then, then go ahead, move. Nothing is stopping. <laughs> Nothing is stopping you. If, if it's if the flag of a of a country is causing you fear and anxiety, then you should move to a different country where the, you won't see the American flag anymore. Have you maybe thought about that? Have you have you tried that? Have, have you maybe thought about what? Have, have you thought? You know, I'm I'm just saying. Now I I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know where Marquette University is because I don't, you know, obviously, uh, I, where, where is this university? Marquette University is a private jet set research university in Wisconsin. Oh, see, you're in Wisconsin. You're, you're already so close to Canada. You can just move. It's, it's that easy. It, it is, it is literally that easy. You can literally just move to, to the Canada. It's right next door. You're, you're so close. You don't even have to see the American flag anymore. Just don't watch the news or anything. Oh my, it's so easy. Oh, you won't have any more fear and anxiety. Oh, you know, another problem solved here on the Political Panda program. We, we are problem solvers here on the show. So that's good. That's good. So uh, getting into our last few stories of the day, some of the more off-topic things that... You know, whenever I find them, I, I've just got to talk about them because they're 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 funny. I enjoy them. So, according to the Nation, apparently the right is in a is in a war on fun. They're of course on the hunt for new grievances, where we target ordinary pleasures like having a drink or taking a day off of of work. <gasps> oh no! Because of us being against uh, children being groomed and gay, you know, pride parades where they are the most despicable things I've ever seen. And, you know, where us, you know, boycotting a beer brand is apparently us being against, you know, drinking, of course. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I, I would just like to say that this is a, this is a two-sided thing where I would say... Everyone is against fun. Uh, where where is uh, the rights war on comedy, or not the rights war, but the left's war on comedy? Seriously, I I I. There's a podcast. I'm not I'm not gonna out the podcast that I listen to. That's really funny. The people that are on there, you know, are obviously very, you know, like some of the people on there are obviously very liberal. But I still enjoy listening to it. It's funny. You know, it's. Fun and they had this guest on recently, uh, who's this reported like comedian, and they shot a, a comedy special for this person. And so I'm like, okay. I start watching the comedy special, and it's the most terrible liberal comedy I've ever heard. It's actually pitiful. I actually had to turn it off because I was like, man, I would I would like rather be watching like a female comedian right now. Like there's a few female comedians that I find funny. <laughs> I'd rather I'd rather watch some of their old stand-up stuff because God, this was unfunny. Like I had to actually turn it off and go watch someone who's actually funny, like, like John Panette. Uh, rest in peace to that legendary man. <laughs> it was so unfunny. 
So the idea is both sides are on wars against stuff. Apparently the right is on a war against fun, the left's on a war against comedy and freedom and making sure that you're in their amazing new religion. <laughs> Both, the, the, this is great. Yes, of course. Uh, of course, just, you know, you can't take a day off of work. You know, obviously, stop, you know, stop doing those things. You know, stop drinking immediately. You know, it's because that's, that's woke now, apparently. You know, the, the act of drinking, you know, like, it is so woke. Too woke, honestly. So th th that's good. Great, great work, nation. Uh, in, in some other just off-topic stuff, apparently, apparently, now this, this is something I want to see. I, I will, if this is actually a thing that will happen, I will genuinely fly out to go see this. I, I will absolutely go into debt to, uh, like, just, <laughs> I will full-on take out a loan if I need to, or, like, 80 more credit cards to go and see this. Because this will be the fight of a century. So apparently, Mark Zuckerberg is apparently up for a cage match against Elon Musk. This isn't a Babylon Bee article. This is real. This is not fake. This is the most realest thing I've ever heard. Yes, let's absolutely do this. I want to see this. I will fucking pay to go watch this live. I want I would want to see this happen. This would be the fight of the century. Move to aside YouTubers and, you know, influencers that want to box. This is the real boxing event of the fucking century. Mark Zuckerberg, the AI robot man versus Elon Musk, the South African tech millionaire who's made just immense companies that have provided so much to the world. So, truly a fight I could uh, get behind, and if it does officially get announced, uh, I am completely down to go see it. And once again, uh, you know, it's our daily roasting my own generation time. I'm just kidding, I'm not going to roast them this time too hard. So apparently, a, uh, a new survey has found that Gen Zers are uh, apparently you know, the stingiest tippers especially at restaurants so here here's the here here's the thing so according to this gen zers are the least likely to give some extra cash to wait staff hairdressers and other service employ wait you you tip hairdressers maybe it's just because i haven't gotten a haircut in like six months at this point because i'm doing a an experiment in real life to just see how long my hair grows out for a whole year. But like, I, I've never seen my dad have to give a tip when we're at the barber shop. I, I don't, maybe I'm just, I, I've never gone in there on my own. So I have no idea. Um, uh, while baby boomers are the most likely, just 35% of Gen Zers said that they always tip, uh, when they go out at, to eat at a sit down restaurant compared to 83% of baby boomers surveyed. Even fewer of college-age generations said that they uh, always tip their hairdressers and, or barbers. I, 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 people do that? I, I'm, I'm so confused. I've never... Uh, maybe it's just because I don't... Probably, you know why? Probably because I go to like more of like a, a corporate or like a chain-type hairdresser because I haven't gone to like an actual like a local hairdresser in so long because the last one we had ended up becoming like a 
piece of garbage anyway, so. Okay, I'm gonna be real honest. As a guy who is, is a Gen Zer, who who doesn't really, you know, like go to sit down restaurants either without like family being there, so I'm usually not the one that ends up being like paying, or like whenever, um, you know, I decide to go anywhere to eat anyway, I, I honestly just, I, I don't ever really go to a place that I have to tip at anyway. Because when I'm eating, I'm just usually trying to get something to eat and then go back to doing whatever it is I need to do. I'm not really a, a big sit-down-to-eat uh, kind of guy. But, like, is this really a thing? I mean, I, I, I've i ordered, like, different, like, food. Like, even today, I, I ordered food because I wanted Panera Bread, so I ordered it while I was, like, in the shower to just, like, be here. So when I... Because I didn't want to go anywhere because I was quite sore from... Uh, from work yesterday and like I, I i just tip automatically because i'm like I, I feel bad for like the drivers you know i want to so i mean i even i went to dinner with uh the person i just helped produce a podcast for yesterday like a, f a few weeks ago and i i even tipped there I, I think i almost tipped i think i tipped over half even of my meal just because i'm like hey she provided a great service she was a great waiter a waitress i should say i'm not great at terms because i don't go to sit down restaurants or on my own that much. So, I mean, I just automatically tip when I feel it's necessary. There are certain places that I just, I don't tip at because I'm like, what? You're, you're this kind of a chain. Why aren't you paying your employees properly? You know, like pay your employees properly. Like when, uh, like speaking of Panera Bread, like whenever you order through the app, right? And it's like, hey, do you want to give like a, a tip to like the, uh, to like the bakery people? who like make the baked goods and they go why don't you just pay the bakery staff better you know or uh if you have ever gone or ordered through the app for like crumble cookie you know that at the end of like your crumble cookie transaction they ask you for a tip and it's like your crumble cookie you're like nationwide you your cookies like, just for four of them, they are big cookies, and they, they are pretty decent, you know, are this much. How, how, like, why aren't you just paying, like, the employees better? Like, they are doing a pretty solid job, but it's buying cookies. Like, I'm not, a, like, the, the amount of places that ask me for a tip is too many. It, it, it's too many, Okay. I think even, like, the, the what, the recent one was even, like, self-checkout was asking you for a tip? Like, fuck off. Like, I'm the one checking myself out. What, is the tip just going to go back into my pocket because I'm the one who checked myself out? I just, I don't, I don't get it. And the same thing with hairdressers. I don't, I don't really see this, like, that often. Like, I mean, maybe because I've never really been in, like, other, like, barber stops, but I, truly, maybe I'm missing out on something, so... Uh, clearly, clearly missing out on something. Well, of course, if, of course, after all of the news of today and over the past, you know, year plus, if you've been listening for that long or, or even just over the past month or even right now, if, uh, if you want to leave all of this behind and live on a remote island, well, you have a chance, you know, even though Ireland is kind of terrible or, you know, they are part of woke stuff, uh, Ireland will grant you 
uh, will give you a grant of 84,000 uh, euros or about 92,000 $297 if you settle on one of the country's coastal island. There are, of course, conditions as well that may, uh, of course, deter some of you. The islands in question are cut off from the mainland uh, by the tide on a daily basis and aren't connected to it by bridges or causeways, according to the government. Around 300,000 visitors come to the island and noted in the policy island lies that but barely anyone lives there. Some islands have as few as two year-round inhabitants while the largest has over six or seven hundred in total three thousand people live across the 30 islands so they want more people to be on these islands so if you are uh, if you want some grant to fully live on an island where you can have a pretty uh, quiet life uh for yourself then uh then uh, there you go if you want to really truly just escape it all then, uh, well, there you go. Anyway, that is going to do it for today's show. If you haven't already, please consider hitting that subscribe button, following on Twitter and True Social. And of course, of course, if you haven't checked out the Substack, please do so. Of course, check out all the articles down below. And I will see you guys tomorrow for the Friday edition of the show. Have a great rest of your evening, and I will see you tomorrow.